Hey, welcome to another episode of the Digital Hustle Show, the crew version. And so today we are talking about uh, vanity metrics and just like having followers in general. And so we're excited to bring to you kind of all our perspectives on how that works and just be able to help you out as you learn what's important and what's not important when building your business and determining if your promotion stuff is working. So we have, uh, well, first of all, everyone can introduce themselves. And obviously we have a new person joining us. So um, just to give him a little bit of introduction, uh, his name's Jacob, and he's gonna be coming on board to help us with a lot of our marketing. Um, not only our marketing, but your marketing. And so uh, got a lot of experience with email, social media, shooting uh, video, photo, and so I'll have him go into that. But he's new on the team, and we're very excited to have him uh, because not only is it more valuable to us, um, but more valuable to you guys and certainly as a team, then we can crush it mm-hmm. even better. So anyway, so my name's Steven. I'm the director and the founder of the business Burkhart Creative Agency. And so I'm excited to bring to you the team. How's it going? I'm Sam. I do videography and some editing here and there and some photography. So it's fun. Hi, I'm Rylan. I mainly do uh, editing and the digital hustle show. Mm-hmm just heard. Steve, thank you for a beautiful intro. Uh, I, my background is travel photography and then I went into film and then I went into social media and kind of just did that throughout the years and just got back from New York. So now we're ready to keep that New York hustle alive here in Arizona. You know, make sure these desert rats are still squirming. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So Rylan just took a social media marketing course. She's now certified with HubSpot, so she's kind of a big deal. And so uh, she actually learned a lot of really interesting things that she wanted to share about um, just how to measure like the quality of the contacts and the followers that you have online. So run with that, kind of let us know what you, you found out. Yeah, well basically um, a lot of people are worried about how many followers they have and how many followers they get. But really, your following doesn't matter if nobody's engaging in your business. If nobody is buying your product, then what's the point of having all those followers? So what you want to do is develop your buyer persona, see who you want to like contact, see who you want following you, get involved with them, message them, find out who they are. Was the course hard? Actually, no. No? Did you enjoy no, it? Yeah, it was a lot of videos. It was, um... And then you like took little quizzes after, and the test was actually super easy. Would you say, like... Uh, say say you're a business owner mm-hmm. that you've never cared about social media ever. You know yeah. now they want to dive into this and they want to learn how to grow and actually become you know part of the social media wave. You know what what are some of the things that they should be looking for and like what are some of the you know myths or things that maybe seem harder than they are but then they actually turn out to be pretty easy in reality. You know what, oh, yeah. what were some of the things that were on the course that you thought were going to be hard but you turned out to be pretty straightforward. Um, well, I think a lot of the things that I learned was. On Twitter, actually, if you use action words like retweet, you're 12 times more likely to get a retweet Mm -hmm. just by spelling out the word retweet, which Mm -hmm. I thought was super crazy. And then a lot of the action words actually increase it by like, or you get like, I think it's like twice or like double the percentage of what you would normally not get if you didn't put an action word. Mm -hmm. Like, um, 
uh, like limited time or like click here now or like telling them what to do, directing them. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was super crazy. Well, because you always hear like that call to actions are really important, but until you actually like see the numbers yeah. of like how much it can affect how well your content does, then it's like, oh wow, like having a call to action is actually really important. <laughs> and it's, it's also in the name, like you know, we have a following. You know, people are gonna follow us and that means we have to direct and lead and guide. You know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but like uh, just expecting people to post because we did a good job is way different than us, you know, just going into it with a clear mind for both parties and saying, hey, we're gonna both be working really hard on this. We would really appreciate it if you help promote this as well because we're gonna be posting it mm -hmm. through plenty of respectable channels. And so it's only fair to just go back, have the world go around. But that little comment, that little bit, makes them realize how much you're invested. And on top of that, it's gonna just help you go further because they're gonna be more invested than their friends are gonna be invested and so on and so forth, you know? For sure. Um, so basically a vanity metric, for those of you who don't know, is basically having a large following but not having those followers engage in your business. So it's more, it's nice to look at, it's nice to see how many followers you have, but you're not profiting off of any of those followers. So by, if you even if you have a smaller following, you'll get more engagement if those followers want your product, if they're invested in your business, if they want what you're selling. So basically you need to like continue targeting those specific people and finding out who they are, messaging them, com replying to their comments, going on their page, liking some of their stuff so they see that you're invested in them and they'll be invested in you back. Yeah, there's nothing worse than like going on someone's Instagram page and like commenting or messaging and they just like don't respond as like as though you're like invisible yeah. and it's like well why are you even on here yeah. like if if all you want to do is push stuff then like all this is is basically like a, a glorified billboard mm -hmm. it's not like a social media platform it's social <laughs> and when you can tell the difference between the accounts that are generally just going for likes and follows versus the ones that are focusing them on themselves and making sure their customers are so happy yeah. You know, the coolest part, like especially from an artistic perspective, is that you don't have to have the best equipment for something to genuinely sell or take mm -hmm. off. You know, some of the our favorite people used an iPhone throughout their kitchen, and they showed you how they work in the back of their restaurant and whatever it is, and now they're the biggest or best well-known or however it turns out to. But it's cool how it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, you can use those strengths towards it. You know, whether it's a if you have nicer equipment, cool. If you have just an iPhone, cool. <laughs> but you, you use it towards your benefit, you know. Uh, if, say like, uh, you're talking to a small pizzeria downtown, they're medium sized, he's got an iPhone 7, you know, what would be your tips to make him spark up his Instagram and also like, let's just focus on Instagram. You know, he's got an iPhone 7, just plain Jane, but makes the best pizzas, you know. How would you help him out as far as? Personally, I, I love iPhones and I think they take really good photos, especially the newer ones with the, the three dual or the mm -hmm. triple camera. It takes really nice photos. Um, but like I would do it, make it so that the, you know, there's something really cool, like abstract in the background, um, do a, a nice close up of like where you can see like all the different meats and almost like sizzling, mm -hmm. uh, maybe in the kitchen, uh, more of a natural setting. 
So I think that would be kind of a, a cool way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I'm assuming like the more you're able to show the personal side of it, the more it becomes yeah. less of a business and more of a, more of a community. You know, yeah. I feel like that's what sells is you. You know, it's not it's not normally the stuff that you're actually right. making. It's it's the person behind it because the person behind it makes all the difference, right? Right. And so and, and we saw that with uh, Brian from Helton Brewery. A lot of the stuff that someone else is creating for him, he's not getting all those likes on it. But right. w whereas when he's actually invested in in the in something he's making, he's getting more likes on that. So it's it's kind of shows, you know, like the more of the character side of things that that his people like people's personalities, and that's what they they go for. Maybe it's not the product, maybe it's not, you know, what they have to offer, but it's it's that person. Right. So. No, it makes sense. I feel like. In general, the thing that blew me away when I first got an Instagram is access to people. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember, like, way back in the day, like, you could actually, like, message, like, Justin Timberlake, and he might actually, like, respond, yeah. which was crazy. Like, there was never, ever a time where you could do that with anyone who was of celebrity status. Totally. And so I think that totally ties back into it. Like, it's not like Brian makes better content than the other guy. It's that like people I think probably enjoy talking to Brian. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because he's like the guy. Like when can you can no one can just like walk into a restaurant and just talk to the business owner unless yeah. they're named Karen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, we went there, man. We went there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, well, actually, she just wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> we just got some angry comments right now. I know, right? That's right. I'm, I'm fine with that. Karen's will just make me mad at me anyway, so. Um, but e either way, yeah, totally. It's like they want to talk, they want to hear from Brian because he's like the source yeah. of like the passion, which makes sense then because then when, when you, you, you know, there's no way that someone with a million followers like talks to everyone, but at the same time, it obviously means they're bringing value too. So it's kind of a mixed bag where it's like sometimes follower counts kind of matter, but sometimes they don't. It kind of mm -hmm. just depends on like what you're trying to do. And you, you can, can totally, totally tell, tell because, like, you can totally tell because, <laughs> for one, I've been the target of those marketing schemes where it's like, oh, like, we'll follow for follow or, like, get yeah. you a bunch mm -hmm. of followers, but then they have, like, zero comments. Literally. And it's like, okay, well, clearly you have, like, 100,000 likes because uh -huh. someone bought them. Yeah. But you don't have an engaged customer base either. I find it funny how the waves flip every, like, few years. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the wave was to have a bunch of followers because followers meant they were real back then. Right. And now everybody's got so many different ways to get the look that now it's all back down to genuinity again. Like it's all back to bringing the social side to what we were, it was created for anyways, right. just to be social, you know. So I, I do I do like that a lot though. If you can, if you can see somebody that's so uh, far out of your reach and then suddenly you can talk to them with a comment, that's awesome. It's beautiful. You know, you can have a restaurant or pizzeria. It could be someone just, just very plain and straightforward, but at the same time, they're busy. Yeah. You know, so they can t take that time to still comment when they're ready and all that stuff. But it, it is cool to see the brand image grow that way. Well, I always feel like just like business in general, but especially with like social media marketing is almost exactly like relationships. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, just because I have a million friends doesn't mean any of them actually care about me. <laughs> like they probably has, I probably still have like 10 who actually really, really invest in my life. So like in real life, no one like looks at having a huge list of friends and like maybe like 
but that's like kind of goes back to the vanity metrics where it's like oh my gosh I, my phone's loaded up with so many contacts like i'm so cool but at the end of the day like you really have like a handful of people who are like truly invested in your business if you always bring whatever you're doing on social media or marketing back to like what happens in real life you're probably going to be really close to what actually works mm-hmm. you know what i mean like no that's like it's just as simple like would you if you're a business would you say those things that you're saying to your customers the first time that you met like a stranger like would you make meet a stranger and say buy me coffee like maybe if you're that kind of person <laughs> but like at the end of the day like that person's probably going to buy you coffee at some point because they love and care about you but you ain't there yet same thing with a business you know what i mean i i can relate to those uh those get rich kicks quick schemes though that follow yeah. for follow stuff and that's when, when I first started my Instagram account like oh man that was like five years ago so a while ago but back when Instagram was still doable to yeah. me, in my opinion uh, like I, I was doing that follow for follow for follow and then like you, you set up bots here and there or like just a lot of that but I mean it did work though like I got 16,000 followers and it took me it didn't take that long it took like three four months and then I just burned myself out. I got so exhausted. Like, it's not the right way to do it because it's going after follows. And going after follows is tedious. You know, it's not what I should have been going after. I should have been focusing more. If I put, if I put all that energy into my photography, that would have probably got me much more than 16. But then I burned myself out and I didn't touch my Instagram for a year and I still struggle to post on there because I just don't care about it. Right. But it left my, a bad, bad taste in my mouth because I viewed it the wrong way. So if you're going to be getting into social media and you're going to be trying to grow something, you got to have your mindset straight and keep yourself focused on your own personal goals because everybody will see your vision and that's what makes them follow. Not you trying to post something that they want. You think they might see like a picture of a cup of coffee that they've seen a million times, you know, like that doesn't matter. But them getting to know a little bit about your story, which is unique to you, that's what makes them interested, you know? I definitely can relate to that too because I've, I've definitely went ahead and purchased like a subscription to like those bots and like Mm -hmm. that that do the follow. It's honestly, it's, I I don't think I saw any benefit of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe just a little bit, but, but as far as I know, like it was just like probably fake accounts, you know, just following me or whatever. And, and I mean, I have a thousand, maybe like 1100 followers, but I'd say about 30 of them actually take notice in my work Mm -hmm. and that's to me that's just kind of ridiculous it's crazy you know so it's just like for me to think about that i was like oh man i would like i feel like i wasted my time i could have focused on other stuff and yeah and it's hard it's hard because it's so easy to get down on yourself but like these algorithms are insane too you know like it's not just you it's not that you have a bad page because there's plenty of people with pages that are so much nicer than mine but they have so many less followers right it's just like eh you gotta there's so much research in all of it too right you know if you post at the right times throughout the day you might have a better chance if you uh i don't know if you have the right hashtags you might have a better chance but right. again that's when you're focusing on an algorithm instead of your own business you know sure. what are the crazy things that you learned on the course um that 90 percent of the content that's created is made up from like three percent of the people on instagram which I thought was insane. So like 3% of the influencers are creating 90% of the content that people are seeing. 
which I thought was absurd. <laughs> I didn't even, I like looked it up after I saw it because yeah. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. But there's only 3%, so I think it's getting those contacts with those so, people. So high five to ourselves. We're making 3% of the content. <laughs> or I guess 90%, right? <laughs> we're, we're part of the 3%. We carry everyone else, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you go and you look at like like the motivation pages that have like hundreds of thousands of followers, and it's like literally just like the same photo of a lion with a cool quote mm-hmm. that I saw on like 10 other pages. When I was like, eight years old. Be a lion, <laughs> go get your share, hashtag success. And it's like, oh my Lord, like this is so not unique, and yet someone's following it, and it just baffles my mind. I can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also like a, a reason to be hopping on to the new platforms and riding those waves too because everyone that does that usually is pretty successful. You jump on when they're just starting like TikTok, like TikTok's already kicking off a good amount oh, yeah. to where like it's still the door slims a little bit every day, but there's always going to be another app, there's always going to be another platform. So making sure you're just taking op- your opportunities in front of you, you know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to start jumping to TikTok sooner because like I've got friends that post videos of a pipe spinning with a wrench stuck to it, and that's it. You don't see anything else, and it's got 200,000 views. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't, even, I don't get anything near that. And I, I, I put a lot of work. <laughs> I, I'm a little offended, but also I'm really hopeful. You know, like yeah. if you do ride those waves, you can ride far, and one of them might be a tsunami, which let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorical. <laughs> Metaphorical. <laughs> We're in Arizona, there's no chance uh, that's going to happen here. Water. Right. It's so, like, oh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, holes? Yeah, I feel like that's something. Uh, Which one? Holes? Oh, I yeah. literally just uh, saw that movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. That's Arizona. Yeah. The clouds. <laughs> it's funny because Vine died. Yeah. And Vine was yeah. huge. I yeah. really liked Vine. And then they, you know, they took it off and then they came out with TikTok not too long after that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't popular at all like at this time and then mm-hmm. some some years later like two years later all of a sudden it's huge now and i was on there at tiktok so i should have right. just kept going with it and i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> you know you could have like 10 million followers right now because i was always telling my friend hey you should get tiktok you should get tiktok and yeah. like no and then now it's like everyone has it so it's, it's like so. almost too late now yeah like exactly. as far as like it being easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it won't be easy now but you still have a better chance that's for sure yeah. since all the algorithms are still kind of in your favor for the most part you know like yeah. facebook and instagram they're in your favor if you're working for theirs you know like yeah you got to be really specific on some things but it doesn't help i mean it, de- it definitely helps to have like uh, all all of everything in unison though you know if your facebook page looks clean your instagram looks clean your tiktoks are relevant to you uh, Twitter has the right uh, commands and all that. You're just, you add every little step to help your business just continually have its best opportunities to grow. Right. It's not that each plat- one platform is going to pull you out of a hole or it's going to propel you. If it does, that's awesome. But that's not, that shouldn't be your goal. You know, like each, right. each thing should just be creating authority around your brand. Yeah. I also think though too, like if a small business owner is strapped for time, they kind of have to pick whatever's most effective. Yeah. And I think especially with the pizza example would be a perfect one for TikTok because like then you can yeah. do all kind of cool things with like pizzas coming in and out of ovens and like mm-hmm. time lapses of someone building a pizza or slow-mos of someone throwing the dough up in the air. Like I feel like that's like super good. Mm-hmm. And not everyone obviously has that like opportunity. Like if you sell like tax services, I don't know how you're gonna make that look sexy on TikTok, but sure. you could, I'm sure if you're creative enough, you can find a way. Yeah. But 
you know what I mean? If you're if you're a small business owner and you only have time to post to one channel, then maybe yeah. you shouldn't post to Facebook because the amount of content you would have to make and promote over a period of time to like make the same headway that you would somewhere else would be like a waste of time really yeah. in a lot of ways. I, I don't think everybody should be doing it. You know, yeah. like if you if you have a job that takes up your time and stuff, hire out. You know, that's just yeah. what the plan is anyways for most people. And that's but uh yeah, no, hire out for sure. Cause like, just have something, something there, so you can. It's like your business card. Yeah. You got multiple digital cards to give out. Well, it's no different than us. Like, we have a team of people because we all do something different. Like, we don't all do each the same thing. It's the same thing with a business owner. It doesn't make sense for a business owner who's strapped actually running their business to like then also be spending time working on the marketing because like, then instead of like doing the thing that's making them like the big money, they're doing the thing that like eventually will pay, but like. But then now they're not doing the thing they should be doing. I guess what I'm going to guess, ask all you guys this question. Like, what would you suggest for like a small business owner like that's just starting Instagram and they don't really know what to do as far as followers goes and likes go? I feel like most people think they're, they're <laughs> steadier than they are when they hold a camera. You know, like once you go into a computer, that's when you really start to notice things moving. Because like even when you view the photo on your phone or the video on their phone, you're still shaking while you view it. So like there's just some constant movement. Right. And so I would just recommend setting up your phone. Get some more stagnant shots and then the shots that are supposed to move, you can actually just focus on doing one small short movement. But if you clip those together, it's going to look a lot more professional than somebody walking around the house and thudding and all that stuff. And sometimes you want that, you know, there's a, there are vibes for that. Like when you're following someone through a kitchen, you have to walk around, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, I would say try and just set up your camera to be still, you know? Or if you have a good camera like a GoPro, the new ones, those like the hyper smooth stuff is incredible. They do such a good job for $400. Like it's, it's a joke sometimes. Well, even if you like don't have any content, I learned about some other stuff. It's curated content so basically you use other people's stuff so like it's not stealing their ideas and stuff because you still give them credit but it's engaging your following so they see that you're credible and using other people you're not just forcing your own ideas on them mm -hmm. they see that you're reaching out to other people as well and they see that you have stuff that they want and so they're like oh let me follow you let me keep getting this interesting content and it's exposure for yeah. the person that you're sharing anyways on some level. I never realized how strong collaboration is until I started doing it. But like when I was going through that little follower hungry phase, uh, you know, collaboration is what one of the top things is that every website says you should do. And it sounds so cliche, but it works, man. Like I would talk to these random people in different countries or whatever, and they can't even speak English. But at the same time, we both can put together a photo t and we can both promote that. And it, that's what jumped me up in hundreds of followers instead of one follower at a time every time as well. And I liked that so much. <laughs> it just makes your plate easier, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you start finding people with authority and people who already have SEO and uh, backlinks and like, you know, if you're, if you're working with established pages, it just jumps you up a lot quicker. It's like building your credit score. You know, you want to just keep adding all these little lines of credit and, and just slowly juicing into your business while still having fun along the way, you know? Like what's a, what, what what would you guys suggest a good way to engage your followers would be? Uh, I think it also depends on what kind of platform you're on too. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's Instagram, you got to have that hook 
within those first five words. So that way, if you, if you can hook them enough to be interested on clicking more to see the rest, then you've got somebody interested. You know, it's like qualifying your leads, you know. But if you got TikTok, then you need the first three. Oh, I mean, they say, we got, we got goldfish brains now. Yeah. So you got three seconds to impress me, you know, yeah. or else I'm out. And so those three seconds, whatever you are, just make sure those three look cool. Whatever yeah. it is, whatever the, or, uh, or heartfelt or sincere, whatever vibe you need. But uh, engagement, you know, ask the, ask the questions. You know, if, you, if you're trying to, like, choose something for your business, like, say, say going back to pizza, you're like, hey, we want to experiment. What's the craziest pizza that you've made in your house? You know, what actually, or just ask them, like, uh, what's something that you thought wouldn't work, but then it did, you know, like, whatever it is. But it, people want to be able to express things that they're doing, especially since we have so much time at home now. Um, but I don't know, yeah, ask some questions. Well, I actually read about this, um, I forget what brand it was. It was a big, like, fashion brand. I think it was, like, oh, I don't, I don't remember. But they had this trench coat that they had just, like, put out with their new line and they told everyone, they said, hey, we're starting a contest, send us a, a picture of you in the trench coat and whoever wins gets like a prize or something. Uh -huh. So a bunch of people were sending in these pictures of themselves in these trench coats and they were getting a lot more attention because people wanted to win the prize, they wanted to be, you know, like featured on the page or whatever because it was a cool account or whatever. Right. So that was really big too. And, getting mm -hmm. people, getting those contests, having those incentives for people. That's a cool way to engage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also make was it was Burberry? Yeah, it was Burberry. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I sent a photo. Because <laughs> <laughs> their, their, their trench coats with like their plaid pattern is like their look. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, especially when you got a, like a name like that too. Mm -hmm. But that's, a, that's an offer that's also worth it. You know, like people are excited to get that coat. So they're willing to go through all the effort and work to make a photo for that right. but if you're if you're only asking for like like comments yeah the level of response is up to you you know so Burberry is willing to lose a thousand dollar coat if not more so that way people will get engaged what are you willing mm -hmm. to either lose or well if anything maybe you don't even have to lose anything but uh, also know what you're going to get from that then if you're only asking people questions or on tips on what you want their next pizza to be you're going to get comments and that's about it if you're trying to get people to like and share, then you give them a reason why. Like, mm -hmm. somebody can win free pizza for two weeks. Well, and that cheats the <laughs> algorithm. And not cheats it. It uses mm -hmm. the algorithm. Because now if people are going to the website and tagging them and all these other things, all it's doing is feeding Instagram to say, like, hey, people like this page. You should show it more often. It's, it's just a, it's brilliant. <laughs> a lot of companies have been doing that for quarantine, though. Because, like, Definitely. I was thinking there was, like, so the one uh, men's lifestyle... It was like rakes at, it's called the rake magazine, but it was like rakes at home. And so like people would just send them like cool, like clothes, like dressy clothes that they're in, like looking stylish and they would just use that hashtag. Or the other one was um, uh, scotch and soda. It was like a little hipster brand. <laughs> and uh, they, they did some sort of one at home. And so people would do like these like faux runway walks in their homes and just like <laughs> record themselves doing it. And it was like, it was just kind of interesting. I don't know. This is a cool way to like leverage, like making that content for free, essentially. I mean, they were doing a giveaway, but like, you know, like that code doesn't cost a thousand dollars to make. And then they like everyone sent them all the content to use to promote. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. it's the best too. And so, and granted, like that, they yeah. have a brand that can demand that kind of attention, mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, that's the thing too, though. With those, is like trying to trying to do those like where you're promoting this, and then they can win this, and then people sending the stuff in. You have to have a following. You have to have people already like liking your stuff. But that's a way that you can build it even more. Or even that, or like a really dope giveaway. Yeah. Like David Dobrik giving away a Tesla mm-hmm. level. Yeah. That'll get you a couple of followers. <laughs> also, like just having. Uh, well, putting in that effort, if you're going to go full send on an offer like that, you know, that's not one thing that you would want to post on one mo- platform in only one way. Right. You know, if you're trying to go all in for a giveaway, then you're posting it on the stories and you're consistently posting it on the stories. Now, you want to keep yourself at the top of the feeds because yeah. you get lost within, I don't know, an hour, if not less. <laughs> you know, so like posting on Instagram, posting on all the platforms you can and use it, utilizing each one of the tools. And it doesn't have to be different every time. It just has to be consistent, you know? But if you're trying to grow a following and stuff and also get people to actually interact, because when you post, doesn't mean people are on all the time. <laughs> you can look at your insights and see when people are actually like peak levels and all that. But there's gonna be so many more people you'll catch if you're keeping it consistent and refreshed, you know? Have you, like what, have you, what has been your experience saying with like companies that have engaged well with you? Like have you actually reached out to companies and they've like responded or like, what kind of things have you experienced as far as like community building online that was done well? I haven't reached out to a lot of businesses. Um, you, if I do reach out to anything, I usually do it through Instagram. Um, but a lot of the times those, those big companies, they don't have, or they have so many followers that I feel like my, a lot of my messages get lost in the posts. Mm. Like you, you sit, you send a DM to them. Hey, like I just want you to know, like especially if they're local or something. Hey, uh, like I'm more than willing to go out and like shoot for you. You know, we got a couple people on our team, and you know we're willing to make this really cool, you know, prom- promotional video for you. Right. And I think that like gets sometimes get lost, and sometimes they view it, sometimes they don't, and then sometimes most of the time they don't respond. So it's like, you know, what can you do? Right. So. But I have had some success in it. It's mainly, I haven't had a lot of success through businesses, but I've had a lot of success, like if I wanna take photo, uh, photo shoots of someone, I've had a lot of success in that and just reaching out to people that I see would be you know, good candidates for like potential models that I could take photos for and you know, edit their photos and stuff. I've had a lot of good opportunities with that, so. I mean, that's how you found me. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up? I found you through a lot. Dang it. Well, when I was like 12, 11, when did we meet? Uh, that was when... You were in eighth grade, yeah. Yeah, he, he had tagged me on a uh, trench coat giveaway, and I was like, this is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think something that's like super good and like super tactical for businesses, especially if you have some sort of following and... Um, maybe you're overwhelmed with like responding to people from the people that I've um, heard from that have like really, really, really big followings. They'll post something and they'll be on for like the next hour. And that's like the time bracket that they give themselves to respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a lot of sense because for one thing, chances are if someone's responding to your content within an hour, they're actually a good fan which means they actually care. There's a chance that they have your posts like as notifications. And so like 
they're like they're like literally actively wanting you to pop up in their feed mm -hmm. um and it also like manages your time like you can only talk for so long and be on instagram for so long especially if you're growing a real business and so um, it doesn't make sense for you to feel like the pressure of being on all the time and so if you spend that hour you're like spending it with like the right people People are actually following you, actually caring, actually engaging with you, and you're actually making them feel important. So that way, even if they have a huge list of people, like the people who are really engaged feel heard, which I think is awesome. I mean, like like I said, this goes back to relationships. It's like if you give someone a call, you want them to call you back, send them a text, text them back. Like if they don't, then like you kind of know what level you're at with them. <laughs> it's the same thing with social media. Like if... People never go on your page and message you, then you know that like you're not on that level with them. It's also interesting too, because like, I I like what you said about the relationship aspect of it too, because like a lot of people in um, our organization or our skill set, they they're so competitive. Like there's so much competitive edge, especially in all the social media platforms. Whereas it shouldn't be competitive, it should be like this collaboration where it's like, like let's support each other. Like we're, we're doing the same thing, let's grow together. You have your, your clients, I have my clients, but let's grow, let's not, not, let's not put each other down because I see a lot of that. There's a lot of negativity in, mm. in, you know, and I think we need to stay away from that and support people. And when I see people doing creative stuff on Instagram, I think it's so cool. I'm just like, that's awesome. Like you're a singer, you're, you know, you're an artist, like, good for you and then like half the time you know they'll be like oh let come take my photos for me i'll be right. like sure of course like why not right. you know that sounds great so like i think there's like a lot of opportunities to like if you're supporting someone that's another person that's creative um because that's what we do the the chances are like you're you're they're gonna be interested in your stuff and you'll be able to help them or collaborate on something even bigger right. so i think that's another thing too part of relationships right mm -hmm. That's tough. I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have like a running list of people in my, my mind who I want to like totally crush. Um, not in the sense that I want them to do badly, but yeah. I want to do better than them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think what I found is like I remember I had, I had a really interesting because like my history is in weddings. And so I remember I went to a meeting where there was a bunch of different other wedding photographers there. And after talking to like a room full of them, we all realized that we all wanted something a little bit different and we all had a little bit different client and a little bit different service. Mm -hmm. Different enough that in a city of like, I don't know, was it like a million and a half people? Yeah. Like there's not a chance. Like we can all do phenomenally well and mm -hmm. still not have overlap yeah. of, of clients. And so I think it's just also like I'm competitive, not at anyone's detriment, but also realizing that like what I offer, what we offer is so different than what other people offer and what they offer is so different than what other people offer that like there's plenty of opportunity for everyone um what would you say are some of the best things that we offer our good looks like your yeah um our charming personalities um well i think like for in general like i think we have we've all kind of like sat down and talked about it and kind of like we thankfully are all kind of on the same page that we wanted to make like edgier content like mm -hmm. the things that we're drawn to the looks and the creativity that we're drawn to is definitely in more of that vein absolutely um, a little more forward thinking well yeah and i mean like 
I don't ride motorcycles. I probably will at some point, but like, so I'm not like a motorcycle dude, but like, I think motorcycles are freaking cool and you light a motorcycle a little bit differently than you do a doctor's office. And so I vibe more with that look, um, as opposed to just like even beautiful light, you know what I mean? Like, and the lighting we do is beautiful, but I'll bring the bike and you bring the beard. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. See, that's what I think we do. I think that's just like the kind of content that comes authentically to us. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for us to make that content because it just comes from, comes from deep within mm-hmm. yeah. our souls. <laughs> we were made to be creators. <laughs> Touching back to some of the things for like business owners to be like, well, it doesn't even have to be business. Like, yeah, it, well, it could be like personal brands where... You know, like as a photographer, we're used to being pro bono by ourselves most of the time. Yeah. We have to create our own reels. We have to create our own Insta page and it has to look incredible since we call ourselves photographers and yeah. blah, 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 blah. But the easier you can make it for yourself, the, it, the easier you can be. You know, like take some stress off. You know, don't have to, don't make it to where you have to make a new photo every day. Do a bunch of photos in one day. Don't worry about it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, like set yourself up for success instead of realizing all the success that you're going after and not getting as much as you want. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's that consistency side. But the easier you can make it by setting up those uh, automatic posters or reminders at least, uh, already pre-organizing it. If you set one type of uh, like, what is that like a like your settings where it's always the same every time? So you said. Uh, a template for your photos. Oh. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, you just check off your list. So things to make it easy, straightforward. There's websites that post all platforms with one button instead of 15, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I would just say, like, definitely try to make it easier on yourself. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope that you took away some great tips to be able to grow your Instagram following, uh, your social media following in general. Uh, and also not get too caught up into self-conscious or too, um, uh, too just caught up in the numbers game, right? And just really focusing on building a quality following of people that actually care about you, that you're engaging with them and they're engaging with you. And instead of doing the comparison game of, of just numbers in themselves, hopefully get you guys head in the right direction so that way you can scale your business and grow in a way that's profitable and good. Thank you guys for watching and have a good one.